What's cooking good lookings? It's your host, Ava. I'm Joey. I'm Jack. This is What's up, Mr. Dawson? Sophia. Let us welcome our special guest, Dr. Barton. Yes, welcome, Dr. Barton. All right, so on to our first topic. It's going to be Sophia talking about McCamey Manor, a haunted house. All right, so basically, to, to kind of end the Halloween theme that we've been going, I've been having, uh, I'm going to talk about one of the scariest things that I ever come across on the internet. And I found about out about this in fourth grade, and it has changed a lot since fourth grade. So basically, McCain Manor is it's a very big and old house and it is um, in their words on their website not your standard in parentheses boo haunted house this is an audience participation event in which you will live your own horror movie this is a rough intense and truly frightening experience you must be in great health to participate it can last up to 10 hours wait so you sign a 40-page waiver, waiver before starting it. It takes three to four hours, they say. And it's a personalized horror movie experience. They physically and mentally torture you based on your deep fears. And they can do whatever they want to you as long as you sign the waiver, but you cannot touch anyone or touch anything. And there is no safe word. Actually, there, there used to be no safe word, but they updated it. There is a safe word to make you feel better, but they can respond to whether or not they actually let you stop. And if you survive the 10 hours of torture, then um, uh, they uh, you will get $20,000. No one's been able to do that. Wait, what does it mean to survive the torture? Like, <laughs> not... Well, they say each guest will be mentally and physically challenged until you reach your personal breaking point. So I guess when you reach your personal breaking point, whatever that means, <laughs> they will stop the game. I don't think they that. actually mean to like. Yeah, I'm just saying. This I feel like it's like set up like yeah. kind of rigged to the point where you're just like, yeah. you just bother you until you want to leave. No, right? no, <laughs> you there, leave, there right? isn't. There isn't a personal breaking point. They literally just keep on doing that until you're on the brink of like death or just like mentally just shutting Even down. You're like crying nonstop. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like crying nonstop, like blood all also, over you. Also, good advertisements So where is this? This is in, um, there's a location, I think there are two locations, one in Montana, one in Tennessee. There used to be one in San Diego, that was a while ago, they were super yeah. private at that point, but now they like offer audiences to come and watch. To watch people get And participate, yeah. it's an audience participation. You're um, trash. I need at least like, a yeah. to do that. I need to, yeah, yeah, how much do you pay to do it? You pay dog food. You don't pay money. You buy the person you buy what? dog food and you give this them dog food. This whole thing is so crazy. You eat the dog food? You, 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 you don't pay dog food. Do dogs that my, are scary? My, um, what I've always, that's always stuck with me since like five years ago and I thought that they feed it to you because they do say they can force feed you. Uh, <laughs> who signs yeah. up for this stuff? What is their dog? Oh, no, 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 literally, there are like, according to like <laughs> online, what I've seen, like people said there's like 27,000, 70,000. But like, I feel like the most accurate one was probably 17,000 people that are on the wait list. Wait list? Are yeah. you doing this by yourself or can I take a group you, of friends? You can say, okay, so they have a new um, 
kind of attraction, their main attraction called Desolation, and that's recommended to be solo, but they can also arrange group. Um, no, solo one I'm not doing. But also, solo. but they prefer solo so they can really personalize it. Mm. Yeah, so I can tell them like, Literally before he even signed up, you have to watch a two hour video on him explaining like the entire like haunted house thing. And then he yeah, he'll literally he'll literally quiz you on it. And if you get anything wrong on the quiz, then you're not allowed to do it. And then you have to get like all of your doctors to sign forms to see if you're ready yeah. for it. And then he'll finally decide if you're able to go after being like the seventh like the seventeen thousand person yeah. on that wait. I wouldn't use conscience like sending my patient. And it's getting exposed. There's a petition on change.org to end it and like one hundred thousand people have signed it. It's yeah. out of like one hundred and fifty thousand. But the thing that's weird about that is people are opting into yeah, that. It's it's a, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. No one's saying exactly. Like, exactly that's why like I'm paying for it. It's like no, dog food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why does this person want? How does that person want to live? Dog food? I mean, that's from like the personality of something. There so like, there must be some sick, twisted, rich guy yes. that lives alone. No, in exactly. House. I had more information on him. Yeah. His his name is Russ yeah. McCamey, and I I saw a few videos on him. And some people believe that he's a psychopath, but then Obviously. also like people, people like believe like even his wife came out, like his ex-wife, who's like really young. She came out saying that um that like he's like he's often like seen to be as like a pedophile, and then also he's a psychopath because he like he constantly like does not have like real feelings, and he always wants to like he always like gives his wife like these terrible like threats of like hurting her and so obviously that now people want that like that thing to be shut down because it's literally just torturing people and so many people who like so, so many people have come out after like after going through like that minor experience and like said that they have like permanent trauma like physically and mentally that's crazy all right this is um this is uh sorry listeners can't see it but this is russ mckinney with someone who lives in the house oh they're friends <laughs> Smile. Oh, this What's it? That's what will happen to you. What's it called again? McCamey Manor. There's so that. many videos on it exposing it. And yeah, you can um, on their website they show you videos on like some people's experiences. It's pretty sus. No, like literally most of them. Okay, so on to a new topic surrounding Halloween. Dr. Barton will have some, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but like, but like a good topic with Halloween. Dr. Barton has, um, she will like create a discussion about Halloween costumes. Discussions are different types of torture. It is, as, as Jeremy knows well, since he's one of my students. Okay. Um, no, so we were just talking, I feel like this is a little bit different because we were talking about something extremely dark and spooky just a moment ago. Yeah. Um, but this just kind of relates back to um, the morning meeting announcement that um, we did, I guess, last week. That was just about Halloween costumes. And it's kind of a topic of conversation every Halloween, and it has been for like the last five or ten years. Like, what are people dressing up as? Why are they dressing up in those particular costumes? Um, and have they thought a lot about what those costumes mean to other people? Um, so if you all recall, we watched like that short video during morning meeting, and I was really concerned that people were gonna walk away with being like, okay, so she told us like these five things are not allowed, and like I guess the other eight are, or something like that. When really what I was trying to do was um, engage people in a longer discussion. I was really lucky because Mr. Dawson and a couple other faculty and, and student came to the morning meeting roundtable uh, later that day, and we just had like a really interesting conversation about it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like 
a lot of the conversation was like, well, what if we approach this as more of a, like, what if we approach this as a conversation? What if we approach this as a set of questions rather than as a list of rules that you had to kind of abide by, right? So like some of the questions were things like, um, you know, if we all agree that we need education about this, right, that we want to learn about this, like where are we supposed to get that education from? Like whose responsibility is it to educate us? And that's a really interesting question because like here we are at a school. Is it on the school to educate us? Is it on someone who disagrees with our costume to educate us? And like, what does that feel like? And from that person's perspective, like is someone else's ignorance offensive? Is that, is that like the thing that yeah. makes sense, right? And I think I want to expand on that one Please. because that was something I had a question on. Yeah. So we're talking about like offensive costumes, right? And in the video during morning meeting, they showed, um, I think a hula dancer's oh, yeah. uh, costume. I had no idea that that was offensive. Yeah, I thought that was just a casual like party right. thing. And like you see little uh, people dressed up as uh, like Moana or something, yeah. like Elon Stitch. But does that little kid uh, actually intend on making that offensive costume? Because apparently in the video, a person had to like make their own leg, get their own um, uh, grass blades for the dress. So like, is that child being offensive with that costume if they didn't even know? My thing, that's just more of a situation of just uh, ignorance, not like a negative type of ignorance, but more of just like, just simply not knowing better. Like growing up, like no one told me, oh, like all oh, this is like, like a very important like outfit. You shouldn't like play around with it. People were just like, oh, I'm having like, uh, like, a, like a Honolulu party or whatever. And they were wearing like ladies and stuff like that. I, I thought that was just like a regular party because I had no, I had no other resource to get that from that it was any other type of look. But then another argument that we brought up, it's 2019, you have a computer in your pocket. How do you not know? But then how do you know, like, you don't know, you're not Googling every single thing that you do during a day to be like, is X offensive, true, right? True, true. And I think that, especially like Jeremy was just saying, like, if you've seen it your whole life growing up, if little kids have been wearing it, as a Moana costume for a really long time, how would you know to even Google that? Like, how would it even cross your mind that this was an offensive thing? Which gets back to the point of like, well, where are we supposed to be getting all this education from? And how are we supposed to do it in a quote unquote responsible way so that it's not, I don't know, because that's another part of the social justice conversation often, right? Like, you know, you often hear folks saying like, it's not my, it's not my responsibility to educate everybody, right? So like, where where's that line? Yeah, I don't know. I think if you're talking like in the context of children wearing them, then um, I think that it's it's a really tough um, kind of dynamic because them wearing the costume can like offend people, especially other kids who have it on their heritage, and they see like people their age doing that and they don't really understand. Um, but yeah, I think children just don't have a responsibility right now to do that. And I mean, they do have a responsibility, but they don't have the enough information. And I think if their school just maybe gave like a heads up, more schools did that like they did today, I think that would help kind of solve the problem just a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and though we do have access to abundance of information, you still have to access that information. You still have to know what to look up and know what sources to go to to get the proper information for it. Like I, like I never sat down and like went to the computer like you know what is is the lay offensive like I, ne I never crossed the way mind. and so even though I have the access like you have access to so much information but a lot of people don't know how to act like, don't know don't even know it doesn't cost your mind to access it like a lot of people ask a lot of questions during the day like, you answer by the internet that doesn't even cost your mind to look on the internet for those things 
And then it's like with, like with the with, with the Hawaiian thing, I didn't even know that I that is something that was something that to look up in the first place. So, you know, it's one thing. Yeah, we do have a lot of access to information, but you still have to know that that information exists for you to acquire it. Well, so I was actually thinking: is it does it make more sense to decenter the the question? So the question instead of being is this offensive, right, which subjects like everything you do in your entire life every yeah. single day to I mean, the offensive yeah. litmus test, yeah. is it more about like, hey, who does this represent, and like, what is the history of these people or this thing or whatever, that, and like. What would that person think if they saw themselves represented that way? Like, what if it was a different set of questions? Because you can ask that set of questions yeah. of everything, and that allows you to have like a much more enriching experience as like a human being in this world, right? Yeah, and if you're like worried about people thinking, oh, this is the list I can't dress mm -hmm. up as, then I guess you could go by the standard rule. Like, if you have a second thought about a costume, mm -hmm. possibly, um, uh, being misinterpreted or not misinterpreted, just interpreted as something that you don't really know is offensive, then you probably shouldn't wear it. If you have like, if you have a second thought about it or if it's a possibility, then you probably should just abandon the costume that are being made or the costume. I think that's the thing, Sophia. A lot of people don't have that second thought. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just dressing up as Ruby and Stitch. I'm yeah. just dressing up as Milani. I feel like like you should be a little bit careful. I mean, if you really don't know about like the lady is offensive then i don't really blame you for that just mm. i'd say like try to be a little bit more careful like and like learn like honestly if i saw someone like dress up as a chicano i would sit there and just wonder like do you know what was happening back then yeah i guess it's the way you take it versus other people because the woman in the video she was actually crying yeah. because she saw that costume Wait, yeah I remember I, oh, oh okay i just like in my honest opinion like i'm not gonna say like that people are too oversensitive because mm -hmm. i don't know anyone's past but it's just really weird because say if like when i was in middle school i dressed up as a hula girl with my best friend and it was like like the majority of people in that school were white caucasian and so no one really understood like the history of hula girls and i did that to like honor like people who do hula dance i want to do it when i was younger and i was like this is so cool i'm gonna dress up as one but then now when i look at that video it makes me think that like that like now people think that i had some like ulterior motive to like completely mm. disrespect like their culture and like it, in like a way it kind of offends me because it, it's like it's not like I, it's not me i'm not the perpetrator here it's the people who either make the costumes in the first place or like think that like like the people who just think that it's okay to do that. Like, it's just, it's really hard. Cause like, since I'm Indian, if like, especially in middle school at like when I, in the same year when I was at Hula Girl, I saw like this huge like group of girls dressing with like saris. And I was like, oh my God, they look so beautiful. This is amazing. They're like, they're showing my culture in this way. But obviously it's different if someone were to wear like a, like a, like a hula like skirt and it just looks completely terrible that would be disrespectful but it's so different for me because i don't find that disrespectful at all i think that it's beautiful and yeah. so i i don't want to like i don't want to say that people are being super oversensitive it's just like really annoying like especially when someone will like, just like jump the gun and be like you're like you're appropriating my culture you're being so mean i feel like it would be best if like one like we educate people on it first like nicely though then if like if I were to dress up as a hula girl and someone who's Hawaiian comes up to me and says oh like could you please not like appropriate my culture like this and I'd be like oh I'm so sorry I didn't mean it that way I'll, I won't do that next year you know 
and I'll, like, I'll either like take off the costume or just like continue to wear it. I don't know. Like, you can't really do anything about it. But, like the one thing that I don't want to do is to like make people think like, oh my God, is everything that I'm doing like being like insensitive to all these people? I think that's like super just like not intelligent to do that. Can I just say two things really quickly coming off David's comment? The first thing is, um, is all difference oppression? I think that's a big question, right? Is is all are all forms of difference um, marginalization and or oppression, or are there some some differences there, right? Or, or yeah. does that sort of change? And then I think the second question um, what was the second question that I'm thinking of. It was the second thing that you just said. Shoot, I forgot. Let me just. <laughs> There's a interesting dynamic here though with try uh, with wearing different costumes because some like some I've been in situations where someone has like said something to me or someone has done something around me, and other people have assumed that it was offensive to me. Oh. And mm. so like, they like, they like, like, they tried to defend me when they don't even, like it wasn't even a big, like it wasn't even like that big of a deal to me. And yeah. Or like, so like, and some, sometimes like people, yeah, people, like sometimes people will try to defend you without listening to you. Like they just like assume like, oh, that's like associated with this group, so it must be offensive. And I think an important thing that we should do is talk to the people of these groups. Like, say, hey, is this offensive? And if they say yes or no, then you adapt from there. But what about this, Jeremy? When I saw the video of the person wearing the afro, I did not find an afro wig offensive. Yeah, but I don't speak for the culture. Maybe you guys do. Yeah, that's a very, that's, that's that's a very interesting thing because different things can be offensive to different people. Because I've had friends actually dress like that casually. I've had friends, I've had a friend with the afro with the exact same black yeah. pick with the fist up. So my thing is, I think, I think a big part of it is when you put on the costume, who, uh, like you were talking about before, who you try to represent, and how do you act when you wear the costume? That's mm. also a very important thing. Because I remember- Wait, like, actually or acting? How, uh, how, how do you act? Act, act. Like, yes. what, like when you're how? portraying the character you're wearing, yes. how do you act? Because I remember my sister, I'm not gonna name the place, but my sister is uh, went to, is going to college right now, and the college uh, had a scandal ten years ago because they had a blackface party, and my thing was it wasn't even the blackface, it wasn't even the costumes, it was how they acted, the way they talked, the way they interacted with each other, the ideas that are implemented there, and there were no other black people around, and so the the it's not. The costume is the intent behind it. Because if your intent is not to be hateful, if your intent is not to misrepresent a group, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Oh, no, not the blackface. No, I'm not saying like specifically the blackface. I'm talking more about like the acting yeah. of the costume. I yeah. Sure. It's like, it's different for everyone. Oh, sorry, I just interrupted you. But like, I feel like it's just different for everyone. Like, if you were to think about it like this, not that I'm saying that like this ever happened in that video, but say if like one small person, like say for example, all those girls like were wearing those saris and I got offended, but no other Indian person in my school got offended. If I was that one person that got offended and I stood up to it, not civil disobedience, I'm taking the other one. Okay, anyways, sorry, sorry, sorry. I stood up, I stood up for it as like an individual like person who like just got offended and I was like people should not do this this is like this is offensive to me 
why then people would just second guess everything that they do because that one person did it and not mm-hmm. anyone else. I'm just saying that this is like a super specific situation. I mean, but it happens. But, yeah, like it, it's like a really like it's like a moral what's it called like a moral issue. It's like a moral I forgot what it's called. Yeah, like it's just something that's like super like it's very like it's just I don't know. I feel like people are just overthinking it, and I think that like yeah, what Jeremy said, it just really matters on the intent. Like really, mm-hmm. but like you can't really tell like what intent someone has just by like looking at them. So like no one should ever jump the gun and be like, oh my God, I'm gonna start crying because this person like wore like a hula skirt and it really offends me. They should believe it like that they have a different intent over it. Like if like someone were to do that, like just like, oh, I'm just gonna wear this hula skirt because it looks super cute. Like that's, that's kind of a little messed up. Just to, like do that and like totally disrespect someone's history. It just really, yeah, it matters on intent, honestly. It really does. To me, like, I don't care. If you're able to have an afro wig, I really don't care. But if you're acting like an absolute fool with that afro wig in that costume, then I have a kind of problem. Sometimes, like, people take stuff to a point where, like, I really don't care. Like, it hits, like, there's, like, a whole bunch of stereotypes where I, in my heart, I'm like, okay, I don't care about this. Because I know it's not true. Because... But people take it as like, oh, that's offensive. You should not do that. That is bad. And it's like, like, I mean, just to, I don't know, just teach the them education about it. you yeah. need, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just teach them about it. Yeah. Tell them, hey, that's not that cool, dude. Like, yeah, not. I will. I'm not. Like that's why with costumes, I don't take them seriously, unless like as as Port mentioned. Unless you're intending to be messed up about it, then, then I actually don't give a damn. Yeah. All right. So that was a really great discussion, guys. Now, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Vistamar podcast today. See you later, alligators. I'm your host, <laughs> Ava. Bye. Bye. Oh, okay. Oh, we're not going to Okay. Bye, <laughs> y'all.